Kia It's Friday the 19th of July 2019 and welcome to the Week in Tax. I'm Terry Boucher, Taxpert and Director of Boucher Consulting Limited, a tax consultancy helping optimise tax for small businesses, individuals with overseas investments and other professionals. This week, should we follow the UK's lead and change the way we calculate FBT on cars? Is a tax war about to break out over France's digital services tax? And remember Bitcoin? Inland Revenue hasn't forgotten. Last week, the government released its proposals for pricing emissions on new and imported vehicles. This prompted recent guest and fellow taxpert Andrea Black to write an excellent blog post on this scheme and in particular the currently very generous FBT treatment of car parks, pretty much exempt, as opposed to public transport, subject to FBT. This was something <coughs> the tax working group actually recommended that um, the current FBT treatment be changed to encourage public transport. That was actually part of its environmental um, recommendations that were made. There is a, a big discrepancy as the group um, noted between how we treat vehicles for FBT and how we treat public transport and if we want to as part of the moving to a lower emission economy we really want to be encouraging greater use of public transport more efficient vehicles and more fuel efficient vehicles in particular um, that's where the government's so-called fee-bait scheme for imported vehicles come into play but what um, Andrea pointed out and it's something that's been noted for some time. One of the most popular vehicles on the road currently are the twin cab ute. Um, they are the Ford Ranger is apparently New Zealand's biggest selling car, a new car. And um, these are not fuel efficient vehicles, um, but they are. Newer models are obviously more fuel efficient than older models. But there's also something of a bit of a myth, myth that's developed around these vehicles that as twin cab utes, so long as they have proper signage around them, they are ex can be treated as work-related vehicles and exempt from FBT. Now, FBT is one of those taxes which is highly compli compliance-intensive and is pretty much, uh, for that reason, loathed by businesses, particularly small businesses, because it does imply uh, it does the compliance burden for 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 FBT and it's the exemptions etc around it are pretty intensive um, <clears throat> but it also it appears to be that there's a lack of proper compliance in this area um, the twin cab ute undoubtedly is the tradies vehicle very useful um, vehicle carrying the tools around they've got the lockable um, rear um, um, shelf that's the wrong word but never mind um, Valuable utility vehicle, and there's no doubt that they, they, they qualify as um, work-related vehicles for many tradies. But that the observation is that not every twin cab ute that you see on the road looks like or has, has got the proper signage and would actually meet the definition of a work-related vehicle. And Andrea touches on this in the old rules and how it was. Previously, the twin cab ute, to be a work-related vehicle, a twin cab ute originally would not have qualified because it couldn't carry passengers. That was the um, the idea. There was a tray, that's the 
what I was trying to refer to a minute ago, um, and just the, the driver and passenger, and that was it. But the twin cab ute was allowed into the exemption. Now, there's a little bit of discussion around what we could do in this space. Um, inland revenue, I have heard, is what, is considering having another look at what's going on with the use of twin cab utes as work-related vehicles. Um, the, the amount of FBT that's paid in this um, space is seems to be minimal was not the right word but uh, should we say it's poorly complied with and you may recall I talked about how um, Minister Revenue Minister Stuart Nash was greeted at a tax conference by someone who said welcome to the South Island where we don't pay FBT on uh, company vehicles not a very smart move as I said at the time and I think that will come back um, to bite them but picking up the environmental issue over in the UK FBT applies to company cars there. There's a scale that's worked out. But here's the clever thing, and something I believe we should be looking at, is that the amount of FBT, the fringe benefit value, is reduced depending by if the car is, uh, depending on the car's efficiency, fuel efficiency. So if it's a lower emission vehicle, so you pay less FBT. So there you have FBT tax being used as a tool to encourage better behaviour. Um, it's something I think we, if you are going to look at FBT, and it is something that keeps coming up regularly, then this is this is this would be a good starting point. <coughs> now, because it's a fairly simple process, you know, we know what we want to encourage fuel emission, uh, better fuel emissions, fuel efficiency, and transport represents a, a large portion of our emissions. And whether or not you believe in climate change or not. Every, the rest of the world is following on this and we are going to have to move with that and accept reducing emissions is um, is not um, is something we're going to have to do. On health grounds more than anything else, my office here in Auckland, I can look across the Waitemata Harbour and I can see on still days a smog line sitting across the, um, the, the harbour. That is not something we want to see. And one of the things we're going to have to do to get that, clear that away, we don't see it because the winds come through and clear it away, but it's there. Reducing emissions, reducing emissions will improve on health grounds and pollution grounds is something we should be encouraging. And we are one of only three countries, the other, one of the others is Australia, that do not have uh, vehicle emission standards. So something, if the rest of the world is following that path, there are more, there are opportunities there for us to to score, in my view, fairly easy runs on going on away in carbon emissions. There is other stuff that's going on from the UK, because the UK has actually been really quite busy. So we think, when you think of the UK right now, you think of extremely lucky Cricket World Cup wins, and also Brexit, which just seems to be one ongoing shambles after, after another. Um, but Britain has been working very assiduously to reduce its emissions uh, greenhouse gases. And it's been promoting a number of measures uh, on the way, such as the FBT measure I just mentioned. Another one they've got coming up is one to tax plastic packaging. Um, this is um, they put out proposals for the, for a plastic packaging tax to be introduced in um, uh, April 2022, and the uh, they, uh, they have a waste. Uh, disposal levies, which both of the both that plastic packaging and the waste disposal levy uh, 
are designed are behavioral taxes and they're actually designed not as revenue raises but to encourage better behavior because as people start wasting less um, and dumping less there was a, a waste landfill tax basically and reduce the use of plastic these the uh, revenue from that will diminish so there's a win-win there for the government it's completely neutral um, it, ultimately it's just simply designed to encourage better behavior we ought to be looking at all of that in my view um, uh, so watch this space to see what's happening now we've talked about digital services tax in the past and the government recently released a discussion document talking about how to um, tax the digital services industry and it sought feedback on whether a digital services tax or DST might work in practice. Submissions on that closed yesterday. In the meantime there's a bit of a, an unexpected development happened in Europe in the last week when the in the last month sorry when the French Senate passed a DST into law and what that has moved a couple of things have happened as a result of that that seems to encourage the British to move forward with their own DST but more importantly it has prompted the Americans to, to through the office of the United States Trade Representative to initiate what they call a section 301 investigation now, this is under the US Trade Act 1974 and it empowers the um, Office of the United States Trade Representative to initiate an investigation into France's digital services tax and uh, uh, bring about a public hearing. So it's a retaliatory measure by that. Now one of the things, this is something that in feedback and talking with other professionals about DSTs, um, this is the concern that they have that about New Zealand going down a unilateral route. That is that America can retaliate. Other countries could retaliate on this measure. And New Zealand importers will suddenly find themselves hit, um, and New Zealand exporters, sorry, will f suddenly find themselves hit with this particular levy. And since we're trying to develop a weightless economy, as they call it, um, that is not good news. And so the mood amongst the tax professionals in this space dealing with international tax is to proceed extremely carefully around the, the to be a follower around a DST. See how this plays out. The thing is though this is a very political field. Um, I think the digital giants, the Facebooks, the Googles etc have probably overplayed their hands and there's a certain amount of exasperation developing amongst around the world at their tax, aggressive tax practices, their monopolistic behavior. And so a DST is, to, is a means of hitting back at them, grabbing some revenue and getting some very big brownie points from um, the voting public, which is extremely important because politicians are there. They've got jobs, they want to be re-elected. And hitting multinationals is always, um, always a reasonably popular move. So the other, so there's precautions being recommended around this, but the politics are driving towards making taking action. And what I think the New Zealand government will need should do really is sit back, see how things are playing out. But this space is moving very quickly. 
their whole plan behind the DSTs is to force the or speed up the, the rate of change from the, o, the o, OECD, which is looking at this whole question. But uh, governments are now apparently saying that they can't wait until 2025 before the OECD works through all this process. So there's a big battle brewing between the lobbyists in America for Facebook, Google and the tech giants and overseas governments um, who will be wanting, we want our cut. And New Zealand, as a small player, we could get caught in the middle there. And it could have unfortunate um, consequences for uh, digital exporters. The other thing has been pointed out that at between 50 to 80 million dollars, the uh, New Zealand DST isn't actually um, a significant um, fundraiser, revenue raiser. Um, that amount of revenue could, for example, possibly be lying around um, and to be collected from more assiduous um, uh, FBT investigations by inland revenue. Moving on, in the past, one of the things, the side effects of the tax working groups uh, and the government's decision not to introduce a general capital gains tax is that it has left the treatment of transactions um, in, in, in a bit of limbo. And in particular, the question coming up is the question of cryptocurrency. Bitcoin has been all over the place recently, but it's back just floating around 10,000 US dollars a coin. And uh, at the moment, Facebook was having hearings before the US Congress about uh, its proposed cryptocurrency. So this, these, these tools are still here, but there's a lot of skeptics around uh, cryptocurrency, but there are equally a lot of believers in that. And But the point is, the, the income tax treatment for cryptocurrency here is a little grey, and in, although Inland Revenue issued a ruling back in April, I think, sorry, it has, it has issued a ruling on the matter, and broadly speaking, it is saying it's basically treating it as taxable, disposals of uh, cryptocurrency as taxable in all uh, practically all circumstances. There's still a bit of a grey area around that, and that's one of the unfortunate things about when you don't set out broad rules under a capital gains tax, as would have been would, would have happened, you are left with this grey area. But that doesn't mean that Inland Revenue hasn't been paying attention to the matter. It has ish been issuing a number of rulings on, on the matter and consultations, and one of the latest ones has just been uh, is to go out, is to... Um, talking about how employee share schemes um, relate to employer-issued cryptocurrencies which are passed on to um, crypto assets passed on to provided to an employee. Now, there's consultation on that uh, going on until the 6th of August. So the revenue's been in this space and they believe it is basically in that particular case crypto assets provided to an employee would be taxable and the value of the benefit would be the, the the taxable amount would be the value of the cryptocurrency at the time they're passed. So this is one of those areas you just keep watching the space. Broadly speaking, uh, I want, I want uh, cryptocurrencies. They're going to be taxable on the gains, but that means they're deductible on the gains. And 
suspect that a few people might be nursing big losses on Bitcoin over the past 12 to 18 months, and whether those will start appearing as people make the claims in their income tax returns. And finally, tomorrow is the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 landing on the moon. Um, and it's worth thinking, uh, just remembering on this point, how much it, it, space travel is um, back in the news. You've got the um, the likes of Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk um, promoting travel to the moon, travel to Mars, etc. But what's interesting in this uh, the tax con- context here is that jurisdictions are actually starting to think about the commercial application of space. And for example, California has now decided or is that it's proposing to charge um, for rockets that pass over, that launched and pass over California airspace. Um, so where there's the, so the, th- the, the thing is we may not be going to the moon, but tax is going to reach out into space anyway. So that's it from me for this week. Thank you for listening. Please promote this to your uh, friends and colleagues, and collect this. You can re- pick up this website from our website, www.bankshow.tax. And until next week, have a great time. Kakite Ano.